Hello and welcome to Frank Fryer Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And this I really like this prayer that my able assistant sent me today or a couple of days ago for today. And it's a prayer that I, uh, it's very similar to a prayer that I use every day when I begin the day. So let me give you this prayer and then I'm going to tell you my prayer that I learned when I was a novice. Oh Lord, open my eyes that I may see the needs of others. Open my ears that I may hear their cries. Open my heart so they may so that they need not be without succor. Let me not be afraid to defend the weak because of the anger of the strong, nor afraid to defend the poor because of the anger of the rich. Show me where love and hope and faith are needed and use me to bring them to those places. Open my eyes and ears that I may this coming day be able to do some work of peace for you. Golly, I really like this prayer. Father Bob Stays taught me this prayer, and you, you'll see quickly the similarity. When I was a novice, and I've prayed it, if there's there are 365 days in the year, I pray this prayer at least 360. And it's and I make a cross, a sign of the cross over my ear and then my eyes, my lips, and then my heart as I pray this. Oh Lord, open my ears that I may hear your voice. Open my eyes that I might see your face. Open my lips that I proclaim your name. Open my heart that I might feel your love. Both of those, I think, are beautiful prayers. So I just got back from a pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. God bless all those people who I was, I was blessed to accompany. We first planned to go to these holy places in 2020. And then it got postponed because of COVID twice in 2021 again. And then in 2022, we were going to go and the war broke out in Ukraine. And so it got postponed again. So this was the fourth time we tried and thanks be to God, we made it. And, and, uh, Great intrepid people. Almost all of the people that uh, went. Well, I should say this: the the there weren't any people from St. Louis. It was all people from St. Tom's, or we got a couple stragglers. One from uh, Fishers, her name is Gloria, and then another couple that we we not met her Gloria, nor we did we meet Ed and Marianne from Hawaii, uh, who saw the trip advertised on Texan's website, our travel agency, and joined us. And golly, they just fit right in. It was a real blessing to have all the people that were on our trip to these uh, very special places. I'm going to go through a little rundown of all the things that we did during the day and then some of my general reflections. I had not been to Poland. I had been to Czech Republic to Prague, a golly, but it was before I entered the order. So I would say maybe, I think it was the year before I entered. So it was probably in 98 or 99 that I went. I had a very dear friend, Roy Brayman, who was living there at the time, an artist. And I went to visit them and I was, visit him. And I was there for, for 12 days, I think. And I was only in Prague. So I saw a great deal of it and then got to experience it again, of course. So, we flew from Chicago, almost all of us except for the Starks. We flew from Chicago and 
went through Paris to get to Warsaw and stayed at a, a, a nice hotel, very nice hotel in near the center of town. And we started our days most often with mass. We had mass every single day. Sometimes it was more maybe in the middle of the day, but we tried to start the start the day with mass. We uh, went to St. Stanislaus Koska, who's a very important saint in, in uh, Poland, at the shrine of Father Popushko, who was uh, active in the, the solidarity movement and was executed because of his support of, of solidarity. And I would say that the things that seemed to come up regularly were, let's say, people. Um, certainly John Paul II, more than any other person. But people associated with solidarity, like Lech Loenza and this priest, and the, the, the martyrs of Poland, uh, uh, Maximilian Kolbe and Edith Stein, and other people that um, of of more uh, ancient times, holy saints and and martyrs in the earlier history of Poland came up again and again, and we visited churches that reflected that. We on the, our first day. Uh, in Warsaw also visited the, the cathedral and beautiful park that they have in uh, Warsaw. And then at the end of our first day, went to the shrine of Our Lady of, of Mary Immaculate, where there is uh, a shrine to St. Maximilian Kolbe. Of course, there's no remains of, of Maximilian Kolbe. The next day, uh, we went to Czestochowa, and I'll tell you, I, I, I have had people tell me that they, they sort of worried about the condition of the Catholic Church in Poland. I was very impressed with the condition of the Catholic Church in Poland. Now, maybe, it, maybe it's, it, it, it's it diminished over the last few years, and I'm not going to deny that maybe relative to some other, other period or other people's experience, but I have been to all of Western Europe. I'm not, I mean, now more of Eastern Europe because I've been to Germany, Poland now, and Czech Republic, and, and uh, Russia. The, the, the faith of the people in Poland is so present in all the things that we did. And the, the, there's, you're not, there's not a lot of English speaking. So when we would be at holy sites, you didn't, I mean, yes, you did you hear people speaking English or French or Italian? Yes, of course. But the vast majority of people at any of the shrines we went to were Polish people. And this important uh, site that we went to in Czestochowa is Our Lady of Czestochowa, and that is the famous Black Madonna. And there are many miracles attributed to her intercession. And we saw that and saw evidence of it at that shrine that then we went. Then we went to Krakow, and you know, I've always said a lot of good things about about Prague. I I like Prague, but it holds second place to me now as far as Eastern Europe to Krakow. It is a beautiful city, 
we had a, a hotel in a very lovely hotel center of the city. We were there four nights and we would do day trips from Krakow. I highly recommend it. It is a beautiful, welcoming city. The people, you know, you're, you're not going to find people, a lot of people speaking English. Um, they speak German and Russian, but not necessarily English. Even in your restaurants and things, you could get by. But one of the things that our guide, who's named Bogdan, told me, and I saw it, again, it speaks to the Catholicism of the of the people there, is that, peop, Father, he said, people are going to say to you, Nik Beji Poch Walodni, Jesus Christus, which means praise be Jesus Christ. And then I'm supposed to respond, Naviki Viko, Amen, forever and ever, Amen. And they wouldn't say that to all, you know, people, they, they meet, they say, Chuck, which is hello. But to priests, they would say this, it was very hard to me to respond, so I would just say amen. But it was, I was very touched by that, uh, that the, the people want to, to, de- to, they like to see their, I think they like to see their priests, and, and they like to, to be able to have that opportunity to greet them. We went uh, on our first full day in Krakow, Krakow um, they say Krakow in Polish, um, to the, we had Mass at the Cathedral of St. Stanislaus, very, very important shrine. And then we got to walk through town. There's a very important Dominican church there. The Dominicans have been in Poland, in Krakow, for 800 years, from the very beginning of our order, when there was only 12 friars and, and St. Dominic, the 13 of them. He sent them out two by two, and he sent them to all the great universities of of Europe. And... The university in Krakow was one of them. So we have been, the Dominicans have been there for 800 years. I got to meet some of them while we were visiting the the, uh, the convent of the, of the Holy Trinity. And we got to see the downtown. Very, very special for me was to go to the place, this little chapel in the residence of the Archbishop, where... Pope John Paul celebrated his first Mass when he was living in Krakow. Krakow was a very important place for, for Pope John Paul. And then we went to Auschwitz-Birkenau. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, I, I watched, um, on the flight back, I watched this movie, The Pianist, with, with, with Adrian Brody. I think it's about 20 years old. And it centers around Poland and Warsaw. And the uh, the 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 persecutions of the Jews in in Poland and the the ghetto uprising, and I've seen Schindler's List and Sophie's Choice, but nothing can prepare you for being there. In some respects, it's now a beautiful place. Every time you see images of these places that I've seen, things that were rigid riveted into my memory when I was a young boy, uh, I got probably was a 12 or 13 years old, went to see the movie Judgment in Nuremberg at the theater uh, and saw those black and white images of the people being liberated. You see, first it's black and white images, but it's areas that's totally devoid of any sort of greenery, you know, and here you go to to Auschwitz and it's well, well taken care of, as you would a cemetery with the grass beautifully 
manicured and the beautiful trees. And it's a place where you can tell people treat it as a place that have their loved ones there. People were, there was a lot of people there, but we were quiet and respectful. Of course, we had a guard, a, guard, a guide telling us about the, the various aspects of the camp. And we went into their, the barracks and then we went into the, the gas chambers and the, the crematorium. And there's all of these emotions of disgust and anger and just this this pain in your my, my gut that this sort of thing could happen and you see the 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 numbers represented by the things they possess hundreds of thousands of shoes and suitcases and all separated out the germans were so efficient the way they they did that combs toothbrushes so there'd be these these big enormous glass rooms containing all these things separately and to give you some sense of the number of people who who died there you know, it was it was a great privilege in a way that while we were there we celebrated the feast days of Edith Stein and Maximilian Kolbe so we of course remembered them in a special way at mass i i i, I think that i can't ever possibly um, forget the, the time we spent in Auschwitz. And I, I, I think a couple of people decided not to go because we were going to Auschwitz. But I think it's something for us to see and not forget that man can be that cruel to others. The next day, we were still in Krakow, and we went to the, the, the UNESCO World Heritage Site, one of the oldest salt mines in the world and there is what was created by the salt miners is this vast chamber of rooms and and corridors all dug out from salt and in the midst of it we only saw one percent and we walked for two three kilometers i think and we saw, I think, a dozen chambers, and there was 23, is, there are 2,300 chambers. We saw 12 of them. It took, this whole thing took us an entire morning. And there's this, there's this cathedral of about six, 700 meters below ground that has crystal chandeliers made from salt, and the altar, the side altars, the stations of the cross, all produced in the span of 70 years by seven different miners. There was no professional artists that, that were involved in this effort. Seven miners, so they, and they were working alone. This was, one would work for 10 years, another would work for 10 years to create this incredible space dedicated to Mary and their Again, their their faith was so palpable that not only did they have this 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 cathedral that was, if you've been at you know you've been at St. Tom's, it would probably be equivalent to the size of St. Tom's, much higher ceilings though, and then they on on the way there and on the way back up to the, the surface, we would encounter other little chapels where they would have time to to rest and to pray. 
the um, next thing on our agenda that day was to go to the Divine Mercy Shrine in Lagivniki, which of course is famous because of St. Faustina and her conversations that she had with, with Jesus Christ, and she wrote about them. And she describes her experience of meeting Jesus with an image that, that then was reproduced, and it's a very famous image in this shrine of the heart of Jesus with all these beams coming out. It's quite large. It's, about, it's probably life-size. And the impact that had certainly on, on Pope John Paul and, and the institution of a Divine Mercy Sunday. And another one, of the, I, 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 you know, they would say like uh, the, the St. Stanislaus Koska is the most important shrine and then Chestahova is the most important shrine. I, I, these are all places that are, that are so, so important to the people of Poland in their, the way that they practice out their, practice their faith. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to say this one is more important than the other. The next day, it was a Sunday, we went to Vadovice, which is the home of Pope John Paul. One of the most beautiful, intimate museums I've ever been to in my life. It is, uh, he, most people there don't have their own houses. Everybody lives in apartment buildings. So this he lived in an apartment with, of course, his whole family at one time, but then his mother died and then his brother died young and his father and he died or lived there and his father died. Um, living in that apartment and but they turned the whole it's a very small apartment building they turned it into a museum and it's just so well done giving you a sense of of Carol Wotia's life as a young man and his movement uh, in his own life towards this calling that he had to enter into a priestly life and this the the the, the, the impact he had especially on young people in Krakow and the, the people that that uh, came around, came around him because of his charismatic um, personality, and then eventually, of course, became a bishop at a very young age. He was only 38 years old, and then, of course, we know the rest of it. But to see where he started, and to and this this clock. Oh, I wish I had remembered to write it down. There's this clock, a sundial that was on the wall of the church. His his local parish was right across his window from the dining room kitchen area, and it said something about time is fleeting uh, and make the best of this day. And he, he saw it every single day, and I think it's something that really did guide his life. There was one other stop, and when, when John Paul was alive, it was one of his favorite pilgrimage sites when he was a, a, a young person and young adult years, in Kalaria Zebrudowska. And it's built on a hill. It's a, a Franciscan monastery and they have a replica of the chapel of the holy cross in jerusalem you know one of the things that really impressed me about this visit i mean i just was so taken with all the things around saint pope saint john paul's life is at this place where he made they said 30 or 40 pilgrimages you go up this hill and there's all these not stations of the cross but stations 43 shrines and chapels that are that go up this uh, hill were in the church at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. It was full 
of people praying Divine Mercy chaplets. And it just, it really blew me away that here people are worried about, certainly, you know, when I, when I look at the rest of Europe and how, how much they've fallen away from the faith, you don't get that sense when you go to, to, um, to Poland. The next day we went to, uh, made our way to, to the Czech Republic. We stopped in a small city, lovely city, lovely cathedral called Brno where I had mass at the cathedral. And then we arrived in Prague. And like I said, I had been to Prague. And the thing is, I was so stunned by Krakow that to me, and I know people rave about Prague, and justifiably so, it's a beautiful city with a beautiful square. But to my mind, it it doesn't hold a candle to, to Krakow. Uh, Krakow feels so there's there's a there's a, a a welcome sense that you get there and a and a, um, a, a sense of safety I guess that Prague is a little you know a little bit edgier I guess I'd say I I mean, it's not like I didn't feel safe there our hotel was not in the center of town unfortunately so we would have to um, do all of our sightseeing mostly during the day. And saw you know again beautiful castles and the and uh, Saint Vitus's Cathedral, the um, beautiful silverwork they have there, the Charles Bridge, the 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 town square is apparently the largest in in Europe, and it, I'm I'm not surprised. Um, there's a, a a place outside of Prague that we went to one day called Kutnohora, where they have this ostuary. Ossuary. I, I've posted some of these things on my Facebook page, so if you want to see pictures, I have them. The th- the thing I guess, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna go and you're gonna go see all the churches, and I I couldn't even guess how many churches we saw. Probably twenty. Of course, we celebrated Mass every day in one beautiful church after another. You better like Baroque. I could kind of, I don't, I, I don't mind Baroque and uh, Bernini and Borromini certainly did a nice job with Baroque uh, architecture in, in uh, Rome. The Jesuits were a big promoter of Baroque. It's to me a little bit too much. There's in, in uh, the city where we went, where the ossuary is in Kutnohora, they had a very simple church that was, I think, um, Built by the Norbertines, which I thought was very lovely in its in its simplicity. Um, the food is not Italian, but it's good. Um, you know, the the thing is, again, I would say that the faith of the people is so prevalent in how they live it out, and there's a big difference between the Czech Republic and Poland. The the people clearly are not as Catholic in in Czech Republic, although it's nominally a Catholic country. But they had they had more tension with the the um, between the faiths because of the Thirty Day War that started in in Prague, uh, and was a war of course between Protestants and Catholics that lasted thirty years, and there, there was a, a great deal of divisiveness that that resulted in Poland. I mean, in the, in the Czech Republic that you don't find in Poland, and communism. Of course, they were both uh, subject to communist domination. But they don't, um, they didn't respond in the same way. The Polish people, the Solidarity Movement, and the, the, the impact of John Paul on the opportunity for people to live out their faith. I, people have asked me too about Ukraine, and uh, 
there's uh, it comes up and people don't hesitate to tell you, oh, we've got 300,000 Ukrainians living here. We've got 200,000 there. We've got a half a million here. They clearly are supportive of Ukraine and very supportive of NATO. And they're con absolutely confident. They said, are you worried about the war in Ukraine? They said, nope. We're a NATO country, and we know that we'll be able to count on the support of our NATO allies. So, you know, it was, again, uh, lovely countries, lovely experience. Uh, it was a little hot while we were there. Food is good. Didn't get as much gelato as I might like, but I, one day we... <laughs> I'm, I'm, bad. I'm a bad influence. We were going to one place for, for uh, pistachio ice cream, one night, I think it was our last night in Krakow, and we we got sidetracked and we went to another gelateria instead, and we didn't like it that much. It was okay, so we said, I said, well, we could go to the other place and <laughs> have gelato twice, and I don't think they hesitated really very much at all. So we had we did have gelato twice in one night. I've had gelato twice in one day, but never twice in one night. But. It was certainly well worth it. But thanks be to God, we, we all made it through. There was a couple of rough spots with the heat uh, and a, a couple of us getting a little uh, worn out. by the, the, the heat was very oppressive a couple of days, but we made it through and everybody got made, made it back home safely. So wonderful trip. Thanks be to God and thanks be t to you. for I'm sure we were receiving your prayers and it means a lot to all of us. Uh, I'm thinking about my next trip next year. Don't know where it might be, but uh, thinking it might be something new. So watch my space to find out what that might be. God bless you all.